Welcome to Victory Church's online podcast library. We hope you enjoy this message today. And I'm going to just, um, I'm going to read scriptures. Mostly I'm going to read scriptures. And um, just let them, just take them in. Let them settle into you tonight. And, um, you know, I've I, I, been quoting the scripture all day. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that you will abound in hope. And I, I gave you a definition for that word abound. It's from the Greek word parasio. It means to superabound, to have in excess. It's to greatly surpass or excel. The word shows the generosity of God's grace. So it's, it's a, it's a, you know, when, when the Lord does something, he, he, he does things in a, in a huge way. You know, he, he, he's, you know, it's like the boat sinking load of fish, the, uh, the excessive provision with the, um, the feeding of the multitudes. You look into the heavens, you know. I mean, he could have just made, he could have been, made just one galaxy and it would have been huge. But billions and billions of galaxies, we can't even get, we can't even, you know, get to the nearest star in our galaxy. It's like, what, what, 60 light, what, how many light years away? It's a ridiculous distance away, the closest star. And that's just one of billions in, in our galaxy of billions of galaxies. So he's excessive. And Paul is describing here excessive hope, not just just a little bit of hope, but a, like a big God-sized hope. Everyone say God-sized hope. Amen. So this is, and we're going to, hope is, is growing as you pray in the Holy Ghost, as you focus on the Word, as you worship, you're, you're, you're increasing. Increasing. So here, we're going to read some scripture. Here we go. The first, the first one, Psalm 71, 14, hope is connected to praise. But as for me, I will continually wait, and Paris mentioned this this morning, the waiting is waiting in expectancy. I'm just not waiting around. I bide my time. I have an expectant hope. It's the, expect, it's the waiting on the second coming. I have an, an anxious, joyful anticipation of His return. But as for me, I will wait continually and will praise you yet more and more. So, you know, there's a, it's like the, the proverb, the proverb, what came first, the chicken or the egg? If you can't figure that out yet, what comes first, praise or what comes first, the touch of God? Well, they're, they're kind of intertwined together. You start to, we praise Him out of our hope and we praise Him into our hope. We praise Him out of hope and we praise Him into hope. So, you know, you start worshiping and worshiping and worshiping and worshiping and worshiping and, and you become God-aware, God-conscious. The more you worship, the more God-aware you become, the more real He becomes, the bigger He is in your life and the bigger your hope and your expectation is in every arena of your life. So my hope, so as for me, everyone say, as for me, I will wait continually and I will praise you yet more and more. I will praise you more and more, Lord. I'll praise you more and more. I will praise you more this year than I did last year. I'll praise you, Lord, more and more and more and more. I'll offer you infinite praise, Lord. Non-stop praise. Like the seraphim. Holy, 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 holy. I'll worship you more and more. 
And as I do, my hope expands. Exponentially it grows. It's increasing. So my hope is connected to praise. My hope, according to Psalm 119, is connected to the Word of God. And this is a prayer, Psalm 119, 49. Remember the Word to your servants. Lord, remember the Word of God. Bring to my memory, remembry, my memory to the Word of God. Scriptures that I've sp- you've spoken to me, in which you have made me hope. So my hope is I saturate myself in the Word of God. Have you had private time in the Word today? Have you read the Scriptures? Have you meditated on the Scriptures? Because that is where our hope expands. Read it. There's nothing you have to do. You don't have to try to pump up your hope. You know, you just read the Scriptures and it happens. You worship it, it happens. You start reading the Scriptures. You just read the, the, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Read the Psalms. Read Paul's epistles. Read the, the, the Old Testament. You start meditating and, and saturating. Drench your mind in the Word of God. Drench your mind in the Word of God. Hopefully, what happens... It gets to the point that you're so saturated with the Word of God that if you get pricked with a thorn or something, every blood comes out and it's quoting a scripture coming out of your body. Every every drop of blood. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Every time blood pops out of you, scripture, words... You are saturated. Your mind is, is, a, is a sponge soaking and saturating in the Word of God. And that's where your hope grows, grows in the Lord. So hope also, according to Proverbs 10.28, this is pretty cool. The hope of the righteous is gladness or joy, but the expectation of the wicked perishes. So the hopes of the wicked. So if you're living a, a wicked life, a double life, a sinful life, the, the Bible says your hopes will perish sooner or later. They will come to an end. There might be a season where your hopes are realized, but your hopes will perish. But the hope of the righteous is gladness. So yeah, so how, how did I and how did you become righteous? Of course, we know righteousness is not what we do. Righteousness is a gift. It's a gift that we receive by faith. The gift of God we receive, therefore being justified by faith. Being declared righteous, justified. To be declared righteous by faith. I have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So I am the righteousness of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Say that with me right now. I am the righteousness of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Well, this, this scripture is true for you then. The hope of the righteous is gladness. The hopes that you have, you don't have to, you don't have to throw away your hope. You know, see, see the beauty of, of the Lord, the beauty of worshiping, the beauty of saturating in the scripture, the beauty of being justified by grace through faith is that He begins to change our hopes, our hopes in this life begin to change. We begin to have righteous hopes and beautiful hopes and godly hopes. And you know what? 
The hope of the righteous is gladness. You'll begin to see throughout your life, plodding through. It may not come the way you think or when you think, but you'll be, you'll turn and look around and say, look, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. He has fulfilled my hopes. The hope of the righteous is gladness. Romans 4.18, hope and the promises of God. Has God given you any personal promises from His Word? Has He? Do you have any promises that you can say, I was reading the Scripture, the Scripture came alive to me, and it became a word from the Lord. This is a promise. You know, you should learn to, 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 to use that. Be- it's a beautiful work of the, of the Spirit and the Word. It's a beautiful work of the Spirit of the Word. You become, uh, you put your spiritual antenna up, and as you're reading the Scriptures, take notice when a Scripture grabs your attention. Focus on it, chew on it, think about it. And, 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 and maul it over inside of you, and you'll begin to, it'll become, it will become a rhema, it will become a, a word, a specific word given to you by the Lord. Oftentimes a promise. Hold on to those. Make them precious in your life. These are my precious promises from the Lord. And this is, describes Romans 4.18, Abraham, in hope, against hope he believed. What was the hope that he had? God promised him when he was a, a young man of, in his, I think he was 70 something. When he was a young man, the Lord gave him a promise. Oh, your wife, yeah, your wife's been barren all these years that you've been married, Abraham. But she's going to have a son. And through your son, the nations are going to be blessed. All the nations of the earth will be blessed. That was his hope. Well, some 29 years went past. He's 99 years old. It still hadn't happened yet. And God visited him again. And this is what this scripture says. In hope against hope, he believed. In hope against hope, he believed. He, so that he might be, that he, so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which God had had been spoken to him. So shall your descendants be. He was he, he was reflecting again, almost thirty years later, on the promise that God had given to him, and hope against hope. So reflecting on the promise of God, hold fast to God's promises over your life. Reflect on them. Hold them dear to you. Promises about, about your, your family, salvation. Promises about God's work in, in through your life. Promises about harvest. Promises about supernatural provision. There's people sitting in here that have asked God, you've made a deal. You know, God likes to make deals with people. (laughs) Jacob made a deal with God. Lord, if you will bless me, I will give the first portion back to you. If you will bless me. I'm sure there's men and women in this, in this building that have made deals with God. If you're, if you're true and you're honest, He searches your heart. He will come through for you. Make a deal with God. He is absolutely a Jewish deal maker. He is. He'll make a deal with you. He will. He made one with Jacob. He is the God of Jacob. He can be your God. And then you can hold on to that promise all throughout your life. Lord's Make me a millionaire. Make me a multimillionaire. And I will use huge hundreds of thousands of dollars to advance your kingdom. I'll do it, Lord. I'll put you first. 
Lord, I'll double tithe. I'll, I, if you make me a multimillionaire, I'll triple tithe, God. I'll give you more than Uncle Sam takes out of my pockets. I'll give back into the work of God. Make a deal, I promise you. He will take you up on it. He will. He will. He will. He will. Make a deal with God. So hope in the glory of God. Oh, I love these things. These are expanding the, our hope. We are, what are we doing right now? We're focusing on God's word, letting our hope. Maybe it's just a little seed in there. It's going to start to grow. Your hope. Your hope is growing. So it says in, in Romans 5, 2, through whom or through him, we've also obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we celebrate we are celebrating in hope. We haven't seen it yet, but we have a hope. We're celebrating in our hope. That's really what celebration is in worship. We are celebrating in something we haven't fully received yet. We've tasted the edge of it, but we're celebrating in the hope of the glory of God. We see in the scripture. We see in, in creation. We see in the work of redemption that God is all about his glory and his glory will come to pass. In and through my life. And I am celebrating in the hope of the glory of God. God will, God is glorified in my testimony. He's being test, glorified in my testimony. And He will be glorified from day to day to day in my future by the testimony of Jesus. Oh, I am celebrating. Woo! I'm celebrating in the glory of God. Do you have a grasp? You know, the, the scripture says without a, a vision, Without a vision, and if you look up the word, I think it's like Chazak or Chazan or something, and it means a prophetic vision. Without a vision, the people perish. Yeah, so if you, when you begin to press into him and touch him and celebrate and worship, he begins to expand his vision for what is going to happen in your life. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of his purpose and plan for your life. So, yeah. Well, Romans 5, 5, this is just three verses after that. Hope does not disappoint for Christians. Because, why doesn't it disappoint? Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. That hope is, is the work of the Holy Spirit that comes into our life. Come on, just take a moment, a praise break with me. Holy Ghost, shed abroad, poured out again and again and again. He's expecting Expanding. He's expanding me. You know, some, some would be better off to actually try it. Instead of sitting there being skeptical, what have you got to lose? Try it. You've got nothing to lose except your pride. That's all you've got to lose. That's the only thing. Try it. What if, what if you've been sitting there skeptical all along? What if I've been right all along? <laughs> you know what? You're missing a huge blessing. If I'm wrong, you've lost nothing. <laughs> but I have a feeling that I'm right. <laughs> Hope comes from the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself is our hope. Ephesians 1.12 To the end that we who were the first to hope in Christ 
would be to the praise of His glory. Jesus is my surety. If He's real to you, He's the He is my guarantee. Woo! Of everything coming to pass. My hope is connected to my calling. There's one body, one spirit, just as you were also were called in one hope of your calling. Each one of you, if you're a, if you're a Christian and you call yourself a Christian, you were called out of one community into another community. And he had a specific calling upon your life. He has a calling and a purpose for you that hasn't changed since the day he called you. Make your calling an election sure. Make it sure in your hearts. Make your calling as a Christian. Make your calling an election sure. Grab hold of it. If you feel God's called you into ministry, make it sure in your heart where nothing or no one can ever shake you. No circumstance or, or resistance or obstacle in your life can ever cause you to step back because your calling is real, it's supernatural, and it's connected Huge to your hope. He, he, he is one, one body, one spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling. There's the hope of the gospel. If indeed you were continuing the faith firmly established and steadfast and not shifting from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard. I hope is in the gospel. Christ died for me. He was raised up from the dead for me. He ascended into heaven for me. He sat down at the right hand of God for me. And he's coming back for me. The gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ is my hope. Hope produces endurance. Constantly keeping in your mind that your work of faith, your labor of love, and your perseverance of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. When you've got it, when Jesus touches you and He burns His hope in your life and you know that you know that you know that you know that He's true and His promises are real. You will run through a troop and you'll leap over a wall. No obstacle will be able to stop you because your hope is bigger than the obstacles that come against you from day to day. Oh yeah, how, how in the world could you ever forsake the assembling together of the saints? How could you do it? No matter what kind of obstacle or what kind of fear, because you know that is where Christ dwells. You can't forsake the assembling together of the saints if you have hope burning in your hearts. You cannot. You will not. You shall not because Christ draws you together with His brothers and sisters. So, yeah, hope produces endurance. Hope is our helmets. Since we are of the day, we're not of the night, let's be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. So I have this big old helmet of hope, this hope of salvation that's on me, and it keeps out all the stupid lies, all the stupid stuff, it just bounces off because I have a hope in something else that's real and true. His grace produces hope. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father, who's loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace, comfort us and strengthen your hearts and every good work and word. The amazing grace of God strengthens our hearts. Eternal life is connected to hope. So that being justified by His grace, we would be made heirs according to this hope of eternal life. Eternal life. 
Yeah, you know, one of the, the famous lines that we've had in Beyond the Grave from many, the first, the first performances. One of the girls came out and said, I know what this is. I know where I am. How did she know? Because she had tasted the edge of eternity when Christ came into her life. She had tasted it. It was her hope. And when we step out of this realm into the other realm, our hope will be realized. It's not a false hope. It's not a, it's just a hope it's going to happen. It's a reality in our life. Hope is real to us. It has substance and weight. My hope is in eternity. Oh, I've tasted it. I've tasted it. I'm drawn to it because I, I've tasted it and I'm drawn to it. I know it's real. I know it's huge. I know it's bigger than I can imagine. I know it's coming and I'm anticipating it with joy. Eternal, my eternal life is connected to hope. Hold fast to the hope that's set before you. This hope we have is an anchor of the soul. Hebrews 6.19 A hope both sure and steadfast, reliable, and one which enters within the veil. Jesus is my hope. He is a real human, part of the human race, son of God, son of man, son of God, son of Mary, seated at the right hand of God. He's entered inside the veil for me that I have access. I have an anchor of hope inside the veil. Hallelujah. Wow, this, I have two more verses. These are, don't, don't, turn, don't stop listening because these last two are, are huge. Everyone say huge. Okay. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Set Him apart as Lord in your hearts. Always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you with gentleness and respect. People that are lost, they can smell it in you. They can sense that you are hopeful and they are hopeless. If it's burning in you, if Christ is in you, there is a living hope in your life that's attracting those who are being called to be sons and daughters of God. They smell it on you. They sense it on you. They're attracted to you. For those who are perishing, they're repelled by it. For those who are, are being called into the family of God, they smell the hope of salvation. It's in you. It emanates in you. Have you ever been around someone that eats lots of garlic? It's on their skin. Literally, it's on their skin. You can smell it on their arm. You can smell it on their cheek. It's not just in their breath. It comes out of the pores. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It's true. It's, that's, 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 a, that's a reality. And that's really, that's exactly, 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 exactly how it is with Christ. He's in us. And the more, the more He's, the more He's in you, the more you're saturated with this this garlic-like substance, this substance of Christ, the more this hope is resonating inside of you, the more it's found its home in you, the stronger it's getting in you, the more you smell of heaven. 
and the hope of heaven. There's a hopefulness. Oh, and it's, it's more, it's more obvious in hopeless moments. It's more obvious when hopelessness sets into the world. Yeah, we have a hope, a living hope, and it's inside of us. And here's the last one. First John 3, 3. John said, everyone who has this hope set on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Setting my hope on the Lord has a, a cleansing effect on my life. It washes out the hopeless things. It washes out the stupidity that tries to sow itself into us. The lies. Worldly attitudes. Worldly lies. Unbelief and fear. Fear is, is washed. It's, it just gets washed out. It gets washed out of us. Fear is a, it's a bad thing. Fear. You know, I was um, some a sister in the Lord. Actually, it's Vicki Hankins. They pastor a church in um, Rockwall, Texas. They were the pastors of the church where I got touched in um, 1994. And she posted something recently on the Internet about uh, a, a recurrent dream that she had as a, as a young girl. And she has this stupid recurrent dream about a, a gorilla that was trying to break into their house. And she said it terrified her as a, as a young girl. And she said this, because of this, a, she, she called it a spirit of fear had gotten on her in her life. And it was many years later as a Christian when she got total freedom from that, from that, that demonic influence. Fear is not a good thing. It control, it'll try to control you. And it, it, it leaves in the presence of God. You, the more you get in His presence, it just begins to eliminate. Fear involves, you know, it's, it's, it's the opposite of faith. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. Fear is a, a demonic spiritual thing. And the faith in God begins to drive that out of your life. You start getting in His anointing, getting in His presence... Fear loses its grip because fear involves punishment and destruction, and the love of God drives love of God drives out all fear. It says, "Perfect love casts out fear." So Kida Masai, he is yes. So his we said this 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 last verse was. Um, let me read it again. Everyone who has set the, has who has this hope set on him purifies himself, just as he himself. Is pure. Visit our website at www.victorychurchnola.com for service times and more information.